What's up, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up. I am your host, Sam Fain, joined, of course, by Todd Gershel and Mike Molesky. We have a panel, a roundtable of guests with us tonight. We're very excited about getting into Galacticon memories, in particular focusing on the first Galacticon. But before we introduce our distinguished and uh, large panel, uh, not large, you know, they're not individually large, just large in number, uh, (laughs) we definitely want to get to the opening bell. And we've had a very interesting week. Now, we already dropped a podcast just this past Friday detailing the announcement of Kurt Angle joining the Trago Stez Hall of Fame set number two. Uh, Chad Olson was kind enough to join me for that. It was a bit of an Uncharted Territory roll-up crossover episode. And uh, we, we talked at length about uh, Kurt Angle and Bob Backlund and uh, numerous other subjects. So if you haven't had a chance to check that one out, please do. Uh, I, I think you're in for a treat. I know I had a great time talking with Chad. Um, we also had the announcement uh, just last night as we record this uh, about Tempest joining GWF Origins 2137. Um, Mike, how are you? Fantastic, Sam. Uh, excited, excited that we have this wonderful panel here. And I was also excited to see Kurt Angle retweet uh, the fact that he's part of the Tragos Thes uh, Hall of Fame set. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Uh, you know, reason to order extra stock, right? Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on the art and the Tempest announcement? I know, obviously, we talked a little bit last week because we knew that you know we we're getting a tag team partner here, so not super surprising artwork necessarily. But uh, just talk a little bit about that announcement. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw um, you know his sister, uh, I guess it is, or his partner, uh, however, however that uh, comes out that last week and so i think the art wasn't a surprise but i think you know banks knocked it out as as he usually does i think it's a great piece of art i think it's very dynamic um you know strong character and i think i think people are going to really like it yeah absolutely I, i really love that artwork todd how are you tonight i'm doing great uh glad to be on and really excited uh, to talk to everybody here tonight so the announcement for Tempest, uh, Hyla's brother, uh, what are your thoughts on that, that art and that announcement? Art's really cool. Uh, yeah, I think all the art in this set has been fantastic. And, you know, the couple pieces we had that nobody's seen yet is really great, too. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, really, really good stuff. Glad to have some more Animan in the game, especially some water ones there. And, um, and also, I will also mention Kurt Angle not only retweeted us, he also posted on Instagram, I just found out, uh, this uh, evening as well. So, you know, Kurt. I'd like to have uh, you know some help from the Olympic champion there. You social media wizard, you. Uh, that's awesome news. Um, yeah, so super excited about the new Animan joining the roster in 2137. I've always been a big Animan fan, and um, I wish Iron Man would have performed better for me, but alas, it just wasn't in the cards. No pun intended. Uh, so we're going to uh, just jump right in, I think, to our main segment here. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Galacticon towards the tail end in our sort of you know go home stretch. But um, we've got an episode that, uh, again, uh, just packed with special guests. Um, so I'm going to go around the table, do some brief introductions. And uh, some of these names you're very familiar with, I'm sure. And some of these names maybe you haven't heard in a long time. Uh, if you're if you're a new fan, maybe you've never heard them at all. Uh, but we've had a couple of recent guests that are, are returning. So I'll go ahead and just give the nod real quick to Mike Fortune. Mike, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Excellent. Uh, good Good to have you back. Just, just want to say the weather here has uh, been 32 degrees and rainy all day with some humidity. 
No, is that's, that, that's is that Fahrenheit podcast. or Celsius? I just I just <laughs> want to know. But I, I'm curious as if it's Fahrenheit or Celsius. That's all. Oh, we're in Canada, so I'm going to say uh, Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's about the same here in Chicago. Um, so, uh, you know, Mike, we like I said, we recently just had you uh, on the show and uh, loved your stories about getting into the game and can't wait to hear a little bit more about, you know, that first Galacticon and your experience with these uh, with these other guys. Uh, we've also got from Uncharted Territory, Mr. Tim Dalton. Tim, how are you? Doing well, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Really uh, excited to talk about Galacticon 1 and, uh, you know, share some memories along the way here. So should be a, should be a fun time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just listened to the latest episode of Uncharted Territory yesterday. Loved, uh, or Sunday, I guess it was Sunday. Uh, loved uh, hearing the talk about Legends Hardcore. That was one of my favorite sets, honestly, of the of the first few. I just loved so many of those cards. So I really, really enjoyed hearing you guys talk about uh, the, the Genesis, putting the, those cards together and uh, statting everything. So it was another great episode. Yeah, we love doing that. You know, I mean, it, it, it's tough with the, you know, the older editions trying to remember some of that stuff, but it's... Uh, <laughs> But it's a lot of fun, you know. Some of them really, really do stick out, and, and there are some things that you know we can kind of pull back the curtain on. So it's it's kind of cool. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you again for joining us. We're looking forward to this. Uh, and next up, someone who I've actually wanted to talk to for a very long time, but I've never had the the chance to meet before, uh, either virtually or in person. Um, I believe we exchanged maybe a, a scant message or two way, way, way back when, uh, and that is Mark Ashby. Mark, how are you? Doing good. I won't give the weather report, but I will say, uh, having not seen a lot of these folks that are in this uh, Zoom meeting, I want to commend you all for for aging really well. You know, <laughs> not too many gray hairs uh, among the bunch here. And, you know, Mike's we got all, that good, good trimmed beard going. You know, we're looking good. We almost got together, Mark, but then, you know, COVID just that right, wasn't yeah. happen. We were close. <laughs> we were close. But yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to this, too. It's, this is a trip down memory lane. I've been on... Uh, the Uncharted Territory uh, podcast, uh, what, three or four times now. And so uh, I'll jump over onto this one now. We'll have some fun. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and that voice you heard just a second ago talking to Mark Ashby was none other than Kirk Campbell. Kirk, uh, I've never had the pleasure to, to, to really talk to you before. How are you? Yeah. Very good. Uh, you know, I've ended up talking to these guys, except for Tim, for the most part. I just talked to these guys over Facebook just, you know, once I found him online and that, uh, you know, I went to the first 10 conventions and just life happened that he wasn't able to go to as many. I think the last one I went to was 2009, uh, 2009, whichever one Chuck Carter was at. But, you know, it was always good to go and talk with these guys, so... Yeah, I, I, you know, last year was my first Galacticon experience uh, in spite of the <laughs> pandemic and being a virtual one. It was a fantastic time. And, uh, right. the, you know, this past year or so has, has been really cool being able to be a, a part of the community and, you know, kind of not be as much of a lurker. So um, and then last but certainly not least, some know him as Gavin Loudspeaker, some know him as Loud and Noxious. We know him as Jack Duracos. Jack, how are you? I'm doing good, Sam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, again, we've never really had the chance to talk that much, uh, you know, over some of the virtual cons. Maybe exchanged a few words here or there, but uh, it's excellent to have you have you on the podcast and uh, and get to hear some of your stories about Galacticon One and the and the early days of uh, of your game playing habit. Oh, did oh no. Freeze. Did Jack freeze? <laughs> he might have frozen up. I've yeah, never, 
I've Either never that or he's got a great qu- stone face. I know, him. right? Yeah. I was like, did I say something wrong? Uh, so we're experiencing a technical difficulty, which this may be edited out of the podcast later. It really just depends on how much time I have on my hands. So if you're hearing this right now, I didn't have a lot of time this week. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully Jack will be joining us again uh, very, very soon, uh, find his way back in. But uh, let's go ahead and kick things off. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and hand this over to Todd, because Todd, I know you had an idea for kind of how to open things up. Uh, so please kick us off, Mr. Tournament Master. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, so definitely uh, came up with the uh, this uh, you know, idea a couple of weeks ago, you know, since we're in the middle of Galacticon season, talking about all sorts of different Galacticon memories. You know, we started it all back in 1990 with Galacticon 1, uh, you know, I guess uh, nine years before I started coming. Uh, obviously read a lot, heard a lot over the years, but thought it'd be really cool to get as many people as possible in here tonight just to kind of talk about, you know, what happened, how that all came together. Uh, and then just, you know, everybody's kind of memories of, you know, what brought you into the game and then how you, what brought you into Galacticon. So, uh, wanted to first of all, start off with, uh, none other than Mark Ashby, who was a big driving force behind it. So Mark, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what, you know, obviously I know there's some stories before Tom mentioned about how you came up and visited the year before and then, you know, decided, okay, it'd be good to do a convention in the next year. Can you talk a little bit about like the beginnings of that and, you know, how it's decided to, to do the convention up in Jamestown? Yeah, well, Tom had just moved to Jamestown uh, not long before that. I think he was there less than a year or, you know, right around there. And, um, yeah, I went up. I was not old enough to drive at that point. Uh, so my parents actually drove me up on the, luckily they had a wedding to go to in New Jersey. So they went to from Western Maryland to Western New York, all the way to New Jersey, drove all the way back to Western New York and then back home. They were very tired, but anyway, but yeah, over that uh, weekend, I, I stayed at Tom's house overnight. Um, and I just remember in the course of interviewing him for the club Galactica newsletter, that we thought we just started talking and saying, you know, it'd be kind of cool to really make this uh, a place where we could have an annual gathering or at least, you know, somewhat regular gathering, even if it wasn't every year. And so that since we had the club going at that time, there was already kind of a mechanism that we could reach out to people. It wasn't like we just had to start, you know, going to Tom's mailing list and just sending things out. We could actually integrate it into the newsletter so once we started mentioning that in the uh, in the, the the newsletters, I think that just started building the interest, and we realized I think we got enough people who live somewhat close by or who are willing to travel that that we can do this. And back in the pre-internet days, uh, getting together with other and pre-COVID days, getting together with other people in a room was actually kind of fun that you hadn't met before. Uh, and a lot of us were a lot younger then. We were, we were all, a lot of us were teenagers. So that was kind of cool too, that, you know, people just coming together with their weird hobbies and weird habits, you know, that was, that was the, uh, the fun part of it. But yeah, it was, it started in that visit that I had with Tom in, in 89. Uh, and luckily we were able to get it off the ground not long after. Wasn't it Ohio he moved from, if I recall? Mm-hmm. Yep. He lived around Cleveland. I think a little south of Cleveland. Yeah. So, so uh, what type of uh, information was shared in the um, Club Galactica about you know what to expect up at uh, at Galacticon? What were you kind of sharing uh, with that? As I recall, I mean, I haven't looked back at the old newsletters. We haven't gotten up to that in the uncharted territory yeah. yet. But, uh, <laughs> and who am I to do my homework ahead of time? But. Um, <laughs> 
the uh, as I recall, we just started floating the idea out there, not just all of a sudden one day saying, yes, we're going to do a convention. It's going to be this date at this place. It was just like, hey, you know, we'd like to have a convention. What do you guys think about it? Um, so, you know, it was all mail back then. Uh, maybe you had a few phone calls here and there, but that was all just people right. setting that up among themselves. But it, I just over the course of a few months with those monthly newsletters, because uh, I think I visited him, it was probably a July. It was definitely summertime, June or July. And then over the course of those like fall into winter newsletters, Tom started searching around for uh, good locations. He was teaching at the community college, and that's when he found out about the Sheldon House, which was connected to the community college at the time. And I think once we had the place, then it became a little more real, like we could say, all right, we have a location, we can set dates that they can reserve it for us, let's make this happen. Right. Very cool, very cool. Well, let's uh, go around just a couple other people. Um, let's say to uh, to Kirk, what did yeah. you, when you were reading this, what were some of your thoughts about uh, what to expect at, at Galacticon kind of reading from the super reports? Well, as I recall, it was just, you know, of course he always, he did mention about bringing a costume, which, you know, at least one person took seriously, but just, yep. you know, kind of just talked about different ideas. That has to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. At some point that needs to be. But honestly, okay. you know, for me, Martin actually kind of saved it because I, at the time, thought I was breaking into somebody's house until I, you know, saw Martin. I'm like, okay, I'm at the right place. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was something, uh, you know, I was older when I got into the game. I, I, I had been thinking about it and, you know, because I've moved a couple of different places and that's actually been the constant for me was Champions of the Galaxy from the first place that I lived really up until college and that, you know, and just different places I've lived. That's been the constant theme is champions of the galaxy and you know, just knowing these guys and talking with them and everything. But, um, you know, I was like everyone else. I saw it in pro wrestling illustrated. Uh, I'm thinking it was the Bishop hell ad or the ad right before it, because I think when I got the first set, I think that probably Invasion was being talked about like it was just about to be released that I recall. You know, it's just a little fuzzy after all this time. But, you know, it was just something that just sounded different enough uh, that, it, you know, it was just something that I wanted to look into and just being into wrestling as I was, just having an idea as far as, you know, well, how could you do this, you know, yourself you know, and play a dice game and how's that going to work? And, you know, just got into it. Uh, I think we found when we went to Galacticon that everyone had their different, basically variation of rules so that everyone kind of took them a while to kind of figure out, oh, okay, you're supposed to use this. And, okay, you're supposed to use the, you know, the lower pin rating, not the higher, you know, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, a lot of things with the newsletters were about rankings and Mark was good about backstory on a lot of the characters and just, you know, things that were filled in the blanks in between what Tom had written that were pretty cool. But of course, you know, for the younger fans, all of this was before, you know, email or anything that wasn't even a thing at that point. So, you know, everything was strictly, you know, postage. 
But speaking of younger fans, I think we've heard from a lot of other people that a lot of the attendees were, you know, under the drinking age. I think there was maybe <laughs> yeah. people, people <laughs> or, that weren't. Tim, Tim, were you were you above the? You think you were above the drinking age at that point, right? Yeah, I was. I was 26 at the first uh, at the first convention, and uh, most people were were definitely. I know uh, it was. Uh, I thought it was me, Steve Minskoff, and Tom were pretty much the only ones that were legal at the time, and I. <laughs> Right. I know I ran into Steve Minskoff at the Holiday Inn bar. Uh, <laughs> of course on, on you Sat- did. On Sa- of course I did, yeah, on, uh, on Saturday <laughs> night, just because there was nothing scheduled for Saturday night events or uh. anything. You know, once the convention was, you know, done, then <laughs> then you just went back to the hotel. So, um, but yeah, I, I, and we were joking around that, that it's like, you know, we're probably, other than Tom, we're the only, we're probably the only two here old enough to drink. So yeah, it was, like, it, it was, it, it skewed young uh, back right. in the day. So, uh, well, when I saw you, Tim, I was like, you know, cause when I walked in, I thought, Oh my God, I'm like the oldest. I'm like, Oh, Oh, here's his, what's his, what's this guy's name? Oh, it's Tim. Oh, he looks a little older than I am. So, <laughs> you know, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, on the, on the other side of things, I think we had Jack was probably, were you the youngest person at the, the first convention, Jack? Or and, I mean, I would have been 15. I think Martin was younger than that. Martin was probably 10 or 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. No, Bishop Hell was younger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was another little guy with glasses. I don't know his name. He looked to be about 10 as well. Uh-huh. So, 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 I think he was a little older than 10. You're on with video. Yep. Oh, we got a couple oh, other uh, people visiting us here. It looks like all of a sudden we got a couple run-ins uh, at once. Yeah, not Whoa, only is Jack hello. back, but it looks like Chad Olson is now joining us. Uh, it, it looks like Rob Nadon is here. I don't know for sure whether or not. I, I threw him on mute real quick because we were getting some extra voices in the room. But, <laughs> you know, that's what happens when you've got a big round table of folks. So uh, good times uh, to be had. Um so, so yeah, how many people were at the first Galacticon? We've kind of talked about this before, um, but to your recollection, you know, about how many people were there? Into account, I got a picture. I'd say about 15 or 16. Yeah, I remember yeah, being like, maybe 15, 15 people on the porch, like, or, like sitting around the porch, that. maybe 15 people. But I, but I yeah. think we had some people that were in 13. like on day one that, that didn't stay for day two and vice versa. Right, that's true. You know, so I think we probably had about 20 total. I'm, okay. I'm yeah, we got 13 in the photo. Yeah, and there's a couple but, of people mentioned as not. Yeah, pictures. I remember I, I had to leave early. So me and my. <laughs> so I would have put it at 17 with all the missing people. So yeah, close yeah. to 20. Mark and Mark and uh, Bob Ashby seemed a little overwhelmed. By, by, yeah, I think they were surprised that everyone had shown up that, that you know, showed up. So <laughs> how many people were you expecting, Mark, kind of going into this? Um, well, I think we probably, I don't recall being shocked at the number of people, but I, I mean, 2025 is, was kind of like my highest hopes. So, you know, we, yeah. we pretty much achieved that. <laughs> I have to say, if I didn't know what you did for a living, I'd be like, he's a drummer. He's got to be a drummer with all the acoustics. I'm in a, my soundproof booth here. Yeah. I'm an audiobook <laughs> narrator and I got all I this. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not a video podcast, but yeah. that's, uh, uh, that's why I had to describe. <laughs> you know, we could be. Sam's been talking about that. So. We have the technology. I don't think the fans need to see that. <laughs> in which case I'm turning my video off. <laughs> 
Well, uh, let's just take a quick pause. I do know. So we do have two other visitors that join us. So I uh, do want to give a second there uh, to for them to introduce themselves. So uh, Rob Nadon is joining us, a person that I've never met in person. Uh, Rob, uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. We're great. Sorry I'm late. Rob. That's okay. Glad to, glad to have you. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about like how you got started on with Champions of the Galaxy and what kind of brought you along to the first Galacticon then? Well, Mike got me into it. He saw an ad. I think he can probably help me here, but he saw an ad in a wrestling magazine, I think. And then we're like, oh, let's get it. So we got it and started playing it. That's pretty much it, eh, Mike? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because we were taking turns. That's why I said taking turns buying games. I got the D and D first, and then you got the wrestling, and then I got Star Frontiers. And oh, I bought the wrestling. Yep. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so you started Mike on it, then you're you're the I one guess so. I guess that. I'm responsible. <laughs> you're the Paul Bearer to his Undertaker uh, here, so. <laughs> <laughs> or the Ted DiBiase, as it were. Maybe, yeah. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yes, true. very true. Very true. Um, so yeah, so kind of, so, uh, wanted to get some people. So I think we brought up a little bit there, you know, the Sheldon house, not quite what you think of for a wrestling convention. You what said were, a mouthful there. Yeah. You're well, right. <laughs> I want to get some people's thoughts. So, so first impressions on the Sheldon house, when you walked up to let's, let's start with Jack here. What were some of your, Oh, Sheldon house is the, my favorite. Yeah. I, I know. I, I was because I remember reading up about it in the Galacticon report and it, and it did highlight what the Sheldon house was, where this was being held and why this was a cool place. And it was an old, it was like an old haunted house and da, 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 da. <laughs> so I was like pretty obsessed. Um, so I remember at one point I did split off from everybody when everybody was like, kind of, I don't know if they were like talking about the game or playing games and it got excited, went off into like the, where the, where the, uh, the stairway was and nobody was there. I don't think anyone was staying there back then. And it was like totally dark and all the shutters were closed. And I walked up, it was really, really spooky. like a Scooby-Doo uh, episode. Um, so I remember like just being in love, being in love with that place. The second I walked in when I, the first thing that happened when I, I walked in kind of late in like Saturday night. So things had already been going on. And when I'd walked in, Mark Ashby was playing his champions of the galaxy soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> cassette that he had just recorded and it had the entrance themes to all the wrestlers and i was like i walked and i remember he had mentioned that also in the report so i was like oh i'm walking in right on the on the entrance theme part and then um and then remember we discussed afterwards like how could i get it and then then i was able to get an actual cassette of it with the champions of the galaxy logo on it all the entrance themes um and uh and then i think there's also i think there was a, a definitely a vhs recorder recording something but i don't know <laughs> if there's any video footage or not um i've always i've always hoped to see some actual video footage of that i think there is some somewhere i've seen it there definitely was i, I have seen it i don't think i have it anymore but i've seen it mm-hmm. i think are, are, Corey won a copy of it one year and then i made a uh, dvd i burnt a dvd but don't tell Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay he won't listen to this it's okay <laughs> I, I remember the first year, I remember the first year I was, um, Myron came in uh-huh. and had everybody make do the, wrestle in this tournament where it was nothing but bootleg guys right and they were so ridiculously overpowered and yep. Myron's like just sit with somebody you didn't come with you know so you get to meet people and I remember sitting across from Chad 
and Chad and myself are playing a couple of these matches. We're like, these guys are nuts. You know, they're, they're, they're so unbelievably overpowered and stupid. So we're like, you know, a couple matches in, we're like, okay, first guy to get a pin wins. And then we're like, <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we threw those matches. I do. Oh, yeah. I remember we're like, too. first guy to get <laughs> down wins. Oh, and then we look legs. over and Mark, Mark had set his, his recorder recording our entire yeah. conversation on how we're throwing the whole tournament for Myron. <laughs> <laughs> we looked down at the tape recorder and then went like, shh, to each other. But weren't they like bootlegs of real wrestlers? I can't even remember all of them. I, I think they were because like, because like, Arn Anderson had three finishers. <laughs> I, I just remember that. I, I, I know that, that it was, so it was, and, and you know, a lot of people said, well, you know, we just sat around and didn't do anything until Myron showed up. Well, but that was kind That's, of the point because yeah. he was the one that had put together this idea for this huge thing called the gathering, which right. was a a uh, like a, a big round robin type tournament between mm-hmm. the GWF guys, uh, the the newsletter, the the Super Report Dream Federation guys, which were just the promoters who had their own, and we haven't gotten to that point on the, the newsletters either, but. Um, uh, but the, uh, uh, the promoters each had their own persona and their own wrestling stats, uh, in a little dream federation. And then it was all these other goofy, uh, you know, bootlegs that people had just put in. I remember I was doing a tag team bracket with, uh, and I had the gladiators and the team they were going up against was like the jungle warriors. And I remember one of the guys, was, his power and agility was minus three, minus four, and the other guy was minus four, minus three. And, you know, they, they were all just stats. I mean, all the stats. And I, 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 I will say, too, that, you know, the results of that bracket, I said the Gladiators are going to win this, um, uh, you know, come hell or high water. And, and that's pretty much what happened because I'm not letting the freaking Jungle Warriors just because somebody decided to <laughs> put, you know, plus four finishers and unrealistic, you know, crap on, on a card. or a, It was a sheet of paper, actually. Um, right. But, yeah, I think we had imaginary guys, and I think there were some real-life guys, too, that were that were floating around in there. But that, that was the whole point. I mean, that was really kind of the, the big event that was going to take, play, take place at this first convention. Right. It wasn't at the first one, but Tim and I actually, I remember doing a match with some, I guess it was a homemade guy with a, just everything was just down or hurt one or hurt two dazed one days one. And I, I think it was core of the Orient. I was trying to figure out who it was, but I just remember it was so much fun. Cause I watched Tim slowly lose his mind that, you know, <laughs> like, this is crazy. When is this going to end? And I just, you know, I was practically crying and laughing. Like, and I thought, I thought, well, you know, he has, cause you hadn't been to a convention for a while. And I was like, well, he won't be coming back for a while after this, but I'm such a patient <laughs> person too. That's hard to believe. It was just so hilarious. But that did start to be something that happened too, you know, from this game was, and even with me, you know, guys would create their own wrestlers, hopefully some balanced out a little bit, you know, some maybe not so much, but that was kind of an interesting offshoot too, I thought. So speaking of which, at that first Galacticon was the release of Akuma the Ninja. Right. Uh, So 
Um, so any, so I wanted to go around. So, um, uh, some thoughts on the first card, kind of what were your impressions of seeing a bootleg? Oh, there we go. Jack, Jack showing it on the screen there. What were some impressions of actually seeing a almost professionally made bootleg card instead of on a sheet of paper? Um, we could, let's start with uh, Chad on this one. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was amazing. Um, you know, I, even though he had the out of the ring and there was a typo and I think it said hurt three and level three defense, he had out of the ring on level two. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just so cool. And I immediately right. had him in my fed and helping out the masked assassins. Um, that was Minsikov, I just right? Yep. Minsikov. Yeah, that was, that was Steve Minsikov. Yep. And that was a balanced card as I remember, you know, so that's the thing when, when, when it wasn't ridiculous, you know, I would use it, you know, even well, even we, with the out of the ring on level two, it's still like totally balanced. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he only had a just makes it kind of u- just makes it unique. Right. Now and um, his secretary actually did the drawing. Really? <laughs> yeah. How did he actually get it printed up? Do we know how he actually printed it? He cut um, a deal with Bob Hoffa, probably. No, there, there's no cutting deals with Bob Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak from experience on that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, both, I don't both know. in the NGO and doing a couple of my own bootlegs through Bob. There's no deals with Bob Because <laughs> I don't. He think it was. Yeah, it wasn't set. It wasn't typeset by Hoffa. Well, I mean, he was in New York City. Yeah, he told That's the whole. True. I remember him telling the story, like right there on the uh-huh. page. Uh-huh. He, he basically told the whole to story. Do it. The, um, yeah, the whole that whole story is on the video. Okay, we got to get a call to that video then. I think we need to I'll find get that it. on YouTube then. I think it's in my house like somewhere. like like Akuma met Akuma met Santos in a bar. Like that's how they know it each other. <laughs> it was a whole it was like travel. the Star Wars cantina. Yeah, it was like t- Star Wars cantina, right? Like right. So so uh, question for Galaxy Mark. There, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Question for Mark: Did Akuma ever make it into any of the uh, rankings after that uh, Galacticon? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if we decided because see, part of me most likely I probably said something like "rules are rules" and that's not an official character. But I wouldn't swear to it. Like we've talked about this on Uncharted Territory. Like there are things where I look back and I go, "Oh, I guess I did do that." You know, or I don't have a clear memory. I. I don't he think he might have so. gotten in there. I don't know. Yeah, I was just saying. Oh, he probably got votes, but maybe so. you cut, you took him out. I can see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. I think. I think that was part of Steve's story was that that be, because he was kind of coming in as like a bodyguard for Thanos, you know, right. in his storyline, that he couldn't be ranked or. I, I seem yep. to recall that from yep. the the the, the storyline. Sounds about right. Very cool. So, um, so I think after like the first day of the con at the Sheldon house, there was a barbecue very nearby at Tom's house. Uh, how, how close did he live? Cause by the time I went to there, he was living out in, in what a block. it was literally the next street over. He lived on Crossman, which was the next street over. And, um, it, it's a, it's a really cool section of Jamestown too, where the, you know, the, like cobblestone streets. Right. Um, and and so it was it was really neat. And we just all walked over there. Um, mm. so. That's part of the video, as I recall. I think I don't know if it was Tom or Leslie was filming from, and you just see this line of people in wrestling t-shirts and one Bishop Hell coming up, <laughs> 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 up the street. 
<laughs> nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing here come to those see bishop here. hells again. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was the next year when he came, when Martin came, he just, you know, had a total grunge look to him. It was like he was like just living it down like, no, I'm fine. I'm cool now, you know. I'm curious. Did anyone else get a postcard from him? I'm sorry. No, it's all right. (laughs) I had gotten a postcard from Martin like maybe about a year later or so. I didn't know how many he mailed out to everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because at this point, you know, the game obviously has been out for a few years. Uh, You've got the super reports. There's, you know, there's clearly a fandom that's built up around this. And, you know, the story has progressed uh, in game a few years. And so I'm curious as to what conversations might have been taking place at that first Galacticon, you know, now that you're all face to face about the storylines, about the characters, about, you know, these first few years of of history of the game. Um, I'm really interested to hear if there's any memories of that. Um, Tim, any memory of, of, of the conversations about storylines and characters? Not, not a lot, really. I mean, I think a lot, a lot of it was just talking about who we were and what, you know, just kind of introducing ourselves. I mean, yeah, we talked about our feds, you know, some, you know, I, I, and I've told this story, but I mean, mine was just a train wreck at that point. I mean, I wasn't really that interested even in the game, but I, I, uh, I had, I had seen the thing for Club Galactica, and so I had signed up, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and I saw what people were doing. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I could do a lot more with this. Um, and 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 the only reason, to be honest, the only reason I went to the convention was it was because about an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from me, uh, from where I lived at the time. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have made the track. But, I mean, I, I was just, uh, uh, you know, I, I was just kind of there hanging out and talking to whoever I was talking to. And we were, you know, we talked some about the game. I mean, a lot of it was, we were kind of waiting to see what, what Tom was going to come up with. Cause I know there was a Q and a with him and he handed out like a, like a teaser sheet uh, that, that was with the, you know, the stuff that, that, that you got when you came in uh, right. about, you know, different announcements and things like that, that, that were, upcoming and the big one obviously was that the game was going to to two times a year uh for for releases um i think it was like 70 30 you know 70 percent regular professional wrestling talk and 30 percent game yeah you know we talked about comic books we talked about uh, you know you could you could tell the, the the commonalities that kind of fell in with everyone i mean Everybody kind of, for the most part, knew something about comic books, knew something about pro wrestling and knew something about the game. So, you know, between that and then just trying to, you know, talk to people about your your life and who you were, that that was mm-hmm. pretty much what the, the conversation kind it's of dwelled funny, on. I but I don't think it was overwhelmingly toward the game or the, the storylines. Sure, sure. Interesting. Oh, see, I got the newsletter open just reading because we do talk. Mark actually did type about what people talked about. And, you know, at one point, there's Rob and myself talking about a horrendous football team. <laughs> where in six games, we had 234 points scored against us and 30 for us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know it, we even managed to switch it to hockey. Uh, a lot of guys <laughs> talked about, you know, GWF wrestling and, and pro wrestling. And, and uh, just even belts. Like championship mm-hmm. belts that people were making, and what right. titles you were holding, because everybody seemed to have different 
different uh, titles. I, I remember talking to Rob about Pony League at the time that he was involved in when he was playing, uh, I guess, minor league baseball in Canada. So I and that was interesting to me. I hadn't really heard of that. So, Pony League, Rob, no, no memories yeah, of that, Rob. No, I'm trying to. What, what's Pony League? I don't know. I I thought you said you mm-hmm. you you did play baseball. Yeah, he's talking like about in the, the NBA. Oh, the KMBA. Okay. Um, Jack, earlier you mentioned yeah. something about the cassette tape that had the uh, entrance music for the wrestlers. Do you remember some <laughs> of the, the songs that were on that tape? And do you yeah. still have that tape? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I might still have it somewhere. Um, Chad's in, probably got it. Yeah, like in, like, <laughs> like in a closet. It, yeah, like in, ba- in, uh, in Baltimore somewhere. I think I might still have that cassette. But I just remember it had like uh, glass. Spike had a theme. Star Warrior had a theme. Lord um, Nexus definitely had a theme. Lord right? Nexus Cosmic had Forces. a theme. Uh, and then I remember Mesmer had this whole, like, yeah. like far out mystical. It was like a floaty kind of, kind of. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, that was, it was pretty great. Um, so, pretty somebody awesome. was really into prog rock back then. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely, like, I mean, it was so professional. It was professionally done, professionally printed, you know, cassette that was ready to go. And uh, as far as you know, I knew Mark, what but, went into the creation of that tape? Well, at the time I was I'm very much a, a composer of music. I haven't done it for oh, probably close to 20 years now, but I had my own keyboards. Uh, was, there's no vocals on any of it. So uh, you're not going <laughs> to catch me on that. But yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to compose theme songs for uh, these wrestlers. Some of them were actually songs I just had laying around for other things because I was making my own uh, cassette releases at the time too. And I just kind of repurposed some of them or maybe re, you know, change them, shorten them, lengthen them, whatever I needed to do. Um, yeah, I, I do remember, I don't remember all the songs that were on. I think there were 12, like 10 or 12, something like that. But, uh, Again, Chad can probably find it somewhere because he's like the archivist of, of all of this stuff. I, I just forget about it all once it's, you know, a few years down the road. I <laughs> don't even remember that I've done these things. I don't, I don't know if I have that one still, but I do have this interview cassette you did with Tom. And then yep. your, your Wolf soundtrack is on there. So we can at least find Wolf's because I know where that okay. cassette is. <laughs> it, it says in here that um, Tom even asked if, we should, if he should make women wrestlers in the game. And unanimously, we all shot him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, thank God Jim Steele isn't here. <laughs> yeah, Ty States would be mortified. Yeah. Well, I guess one year later, he went ahead with it and ignored you all. Yeah. So, there you go. I was, I was trying to chime in before. I do have my copy of the cassette tape. I remember oh. when I first started uh, playing, I at one point got a newsletter or a Club Galactica like right before like, in the last days, and I saw that on the order form. I'm like, I have to get this tape. I never got it until many years later at an auction, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm a very proud owner of that myself. So, um, But yeah, the, back in that day, there was no – some of the staples that we had, charity auction, trivia – what mm-hmm. night of the matches none of that was going on then so no. what were i know there's a little bit of uh you know this one uh uh kind of round robin tournament there was another tournament the second day if i remember right there was one actual single elimination tournament is, yeah, is that true the galacticon 90s challenge cup okay i don't know if i did that 
And Spike won that, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no, it was Star Warrior. Tom, um, Tom had Spike. Dave, Tom, Dave Thompson had uh, Star Warrior, and Star Warrior beat him two out of three, or two to one in a black hole match. Mm-hmm. That was one of Myron Coleman's matches. Mm-hmm. What was the what were the rules of the black hole match? Uh, Probably somebody died. <laughs> that, 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 no, that, that was the, the black hole. The cage right? match that, that was the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, the cage match with weapons, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was in the last Galactic like, Super Report we reviewed. Yep. So you had yeah, to was, die twice in the match in order to. to yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, All right. Understood. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did come up with a match called the risk, and I I got in trouble because I I, I laughed at that when he said. I still do. I still use the risk. I still use. Hey, look at that. There you go. I use the risk. Jack is showing his copy of like, the risk rule. Uh, that that was a, a revolutionary idea that could, that you could sh- that you could lessen your roster. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God, I just got these guys and already I'm killing them. Yeah. Well, the don't tell that, Vince about that. The, 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 the thing that got me about it was that, that he, he wound up, because I used to get newsletters from Myron that when we used to mail all these back and forth to each other all the time. Right. And uh, he actually used it in his Fed and Wolf died. And then he was like, hey, oh, well, we can't do that. And so he brought Wolf back. And I'm like, well, damn it, man. You came up with the rules. If you're going to put Wolf in chaos in the match, you got to live up to the steps. And he, so, so he, he, he basically, and then, then yeah, but I, I never had much use for a, I said, you know, if you want to throw like, you know, and, and forgive me, Pete Beck, but if you want to throw Death Knight and, and Omega in that, that, that's one thing. But <laughs> I'm not going to be using it for, you know, Thantos and Star Warrior by any means. Right. <laughs> No, the, the one thing I remember, too, is because, you know, we were staying at, uh, Rob and myself, we are staying at the Gaslight Motor Inn, uh-huh. and my mom did not like to drive on highways, and so she wasn't going to go down. There was no way in the world, and we had just happened to, um, the newsletter used to contain everybody's address, and the new guy joined named Paul Barnes, right? and he lived in Cambridge, so, you know, I looked in the phone book, got his number, we started talking to him. And then, you know, mention of the uh, convention came up. And so we're like, yeah, let's go. And he goes, my dad does, does uh, some, uh, he was a traveling salesman or something like that. And he was doing some work in, you know, in that area. So he's like, hey, you know, that's how we ended up going down. So he hmm. drove and my mom followed him. That way we didn't have to, you know, directions because none of us could really use a map that well. Right. And, uh, <laughs> they don't teach that in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember how we got anywhere. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember going down. My mom said, um, she's not going to pick us up from there. So we'll have to take a cab back. And my mom didn't want to, you know, follow any roads or anything like this because uh, what we went down with, my mom used to take care of mentally challenged people. So we brought this girl named Diane down with us. That, that explains we, a lot, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so my mom's like, you know, you got to take a cab back. And I found out David Fisher uh, or David. Yeah. David Fisher and uh, his buddy were staying in the same gaslight motor in. We're uh, like, Hey, can we catch a ride back with you? We're like, you know, he's like, sure. We get there. And he's like, can I have money for gas? <laughs> I'm like, Are you, are you serious? Like you were literally going there anyway. <laughs> and, uh, I got, you know, I didn't really have money on me because, you know, my mom was carrying everything. And so, Are you saying you got worked in a professional wrestling environment? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I didn't give him any money. And the next day, 
Because he said, yeah, you know, I'll drive you to the thing. Next day, he was already gone. Yeah. And I'm like, because I wouldn't give him gas money. So he was like, you're done. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how far away was this gaslight motor in from It wasn't that far. Because I, 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 I drove Mike back the one time, too. Yeah. It, it was only about, like, four miles. Yeah. And he was he was all about the gas money. I'm like, a dollar? Dollar? <laughs> yeah, 1990. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't charge your mic, and I'm Scottish, you know. So <laughs> there was no reason to have money on it because the convention was free. Like, and I, I wasn't buying any sets, so I didn't have any money. Like, I didn't carry any money on me. That's one thing I didn't know. I didn't know the convention was free the first year. It was free. I think the first couple or free the first two years, and I think that. I got a, a an ad somewhere where the second year, the third year, it's like three dollars. Okay, and then the price just and that was just for that was just for lunch. That was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Joe's. Yep. That was just for the brownies. No, no, of course, <laughs> the no, brownies. Question, was there brownies, the brownies at the first Galacticon? <laughs> no, there are brownies as far as I can remember. Not not the first one. Not the first. Not the first one. For sure. Not. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because we, we, there was talk recently on the boards of a uh, Champions of the Galaxy cookbook, uh, and you know the, the, the need for uh, Leslie's brownies in there. But uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I think keep the kayfabe on that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, any anything else from uh, the the second day in particular that that was really you know, I know Jack you I, missed the whole yeah I, I I remember like we'd like talk like people were wondering one of the things that they remember they they vividly remember talking about and that was when Tom was giving his talk about the game edition this was 1990 so the edition that just came out was the edition with Matador of M83 and that was my favorite he's my favorite character mm-hmm. that's ever hit like the second I saw that character like then he instantly became a favorite character so tom's whole like kind of speech revolved around matador and the matter is going to be really important and matador is sort of a herald of things to come and and he but he wouldn't give it away and i remember that making me um really intrigued in what was was, was going to happen next in the game um was that, that big, the, yeah, big things happened after that was that on the first day or the second day where he had his big q a then that was the second day. The second day he did that. Okay. The second, the second day. day. Okay. I remember the second day wrapped up early and it didn't seem like anyone really wanted to go home fast, <laughs> you know, because we had like met all these people. Cause let's face it. Most of the time, you know, when you're a wrestling fan, there's not a ton of people around you that are wrestling fans, you know, it's one or two. <laughs> and that's why I think this was so successful was, because all these guys came from different parts of the country and in Canada mm-hmm. and were able to talk about stuff that you didn't normally talk about with everybody. At least that's how I felt anyway. Yeah. It was really interesting, you know, hearing that and hearing Tim, what you were talking about earlier too, about the commonalities between everyone and, and, and being able to draw this group together from such, you know, diverse locations, even early on the fact that, you know, it wasn't, and not everybody was just an hour and a half away that, that, that people right. were coming from, from far away. Uh, is there any recollection to who had to drive the farthest to get to the first one or, or fly? Well, I know Minsikov flew, as I recall, right. The first year, I he flew at least flew once. I don't know if he yeah, flew Steve, the first year. 
No, Steve flew in. I, I believe he flew into the Jamestown Airport, which is a small right. airport. Yeah, he did. Right. I, I picked him I, up Buffalo one year. I drove 16 hours. Yeah, I'll say you were probably the longest because Myron would have been Chicago. Yeah. And you were on Iowa there. So, yeah, you, you probably had him beat. He made what? it. I said, here that's Chicago. And he yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know, I know. I just, I mean, the funny thing is, is that we were talking earlier today, Todd and I were, and uh, I just realized today that not only is traveling going to be difficult for this year, but my daughter's birthday party has been scheduled on the Saturday of Galacticon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is what happens when you're not paying attention to 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 you know the the plans that other people in the house are making and you're just like yeah 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 well, it sounds great we'll we'll do a joint birthday party with the cousin that's fine that's great wait what day is it anyway um so <laughs> the good I mean, news is, is that, that you'll have other family there that you won't they won't notice you're gone sam yes exactly <laughs> yeah i'll have my laptop with me um uh, you know, I'm curious too, uh, as far as you know, like what Jack was just talking about with Matador and the in the announcement uh, for for you know the big things to come. Uh, are there any other really like standout memories uh, that you have of that first Galacticon? Like, if you could just choose one above any other memories that you have that really stand out above the above the rest, Chad, I'll start with you. Probably Tom's press conference or, you know, his talk with us. Cause I still have that flyer. It's posted in our Google doc. And, um, cause you know, that was the first time, you know, some of us may have written to Tom before, but I, I never had done that. And just interacting with him and, and picking his brain and him sharing some of the, the stories and where he talked about things going, like, you know, he talked about having a commissioner. He talked about bringing an undercard guy, um, that whole thing was huge. And I think then second place would be getting a Kuma. Cause that was, that was just amazing. Mm, yeah, most, yeah. You know, most everything was just typewritten or handwritten sheets of paper for bootlegs. Right. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, Mark, what about you? I do remember that it was very quiet to start. Like people didn't really know how to break the ice and, you know, say yeah. what you want about Myron. That man came in the room and broke that ice like Steve Austin coming down. You know, it was like, as soon as he came in the room, it, it, it really started to be like, okay, I guess we'll, we'll talk now. Cause he was just kind of a larger than life personality that way. Uh, so that, that's what I remember being kind of like feeling like I was a little bit of the host of this thing. Not that I really was, but like, and I'm, I'm not the type to be like, you know, Hey, so what's your fed like, you know, in person, I can do it over, you know, email or mail or whatever but I'm not the type to, to really do that. So I do remember once that got going and then kind of like Chad was saying that sitting out on the porch that second day, whenever we got a Kuma and Tom was talking about all of that other stuff, just that sort of, I think set the tone for what came later that people were like, you know, Oh, we're going to get Tom's little talk now, you know? So we're just all waiting for that time. Uh, that those are the things that I remember about the first one. Nice. Nice. Kirk, what about you? I just remember the trip there because, you know, I was going like at the time I lived near Hershey, Pennsylvania, and there weren't really there wasn't really a straight, easy way to get to Jamestown. So I don't I think maybe MapQuest had just started, but just trying to map my way through and going down, you know, for years I would go to through all these back roads where you'd be going, you know, one way, and then you would have to make a sharp left and start going 
the revert, you know, basically back the way you came, except to the right a little bit. So you'd finally get to Jamestown and really because it was so new, I mean, the hotels didn't really have a lot. I think maybe there was like one brochure left. I drove past the Sheldon house a couple of times. Wasn't really sure where it was. And of course, if, for those who haven't seen it, the Sheldon house has a parking lot in the back. So you basically have to go past the parking lot into the house. And if there were signs for Galacticon, they were probably somewhere where I didn't see them or I missed them. So, you know, I walk in and the first thing I see is Mike and Rob. And I'm like, you know, for a split second thinking I broke into somebody's house. I'm at the wrong place. This is insane. <laughs> and then I saw Martin Addison dressed as Bruce Chappelle. I'm like, no, okay, okay. I'm at the right place. I'm with my people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm with my people. And that's, you know, speaking of Myron, that was, that's one of the things I've noticed with the conventions. It really is one of those cases where there were people that would come there at certain times where it was obvious this was their big chance to shine, to show off for everybody. Like the guy that was, you know, that introduced uh, to Tim, that his name was Goliath, you know, uh, guys like that, uh, Joe Scully, you know, uh, the one year, um, <laughs> you know, guys like that. It was just really obvious. Okay. They probably don't, you know, relate to a lot of people, around their life but when they come here it's like hey i'm big time you know so i thought that was always interesting well by the way just for the record kirk there's still no straight way from pennsylvania to yeah uh, i know Jamestown. Well, i drove through that way uh, once yeah there isn't the crazy thing is that the last time i had come i did not realize they put a new highway in and was like you know because you had to you had where i had to drive was through brockway and ridgeway which are like basically spell like iron ore uh you drive through cane with the 90 degree turn in it and all this crazy stuff and the last time i came to the convention because i was so used to how to go every year wasn't ever thinking well they're going to put this road through a forest which they did <laughs> it was so much easier but it was confusing as hell to get there <laughs> uh tim what about you any any standout memory from the first galacticon um, you know, just a lot of the things people brought up. I mean, you know, Myron was kind of, a, as Mark said, kind of a larger than life type person. Um, you know, the uh, uh, the Akuma giveaway, Tom's Q&A was great. Um, uh, you know, some of the handouts I thought were really cool, too. We got that alternative artwork or unused artwork handout. Uh, which I thought was really kind of a cool thing. And you've seen some remnants of that with like, um, you know, the, the bad dude uh, character that, that came out. Um, I actually used the original Dark Star creature art that, that their sketch that uh, Chuck had put together when I did uh, a GWFZ character. Um, so, but that was kind of cool to get. Um, the tournament was fun. Um trying to think of other things i mean i just thought the sheldon house was just a really cool place too i mean it was such a such it had a character all its own uh and not just you know gene the caretaker because he was a character all his own too <laughs> right but um but yeah it was really it was just a neat place um and and just a, a neat event and you know i'm so glad that 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 you know uh that mark really had the the wherewithal to kind of 
you know, broach the topic with Tom and, and kind of get the ball rolling on that. And, and, you know, I do want to say one thing because I know, I know Mark won't, but um, you know, if it weren't for him in the early days of this game, we may not be sitting here talking about it on zoom because it, it may have died a slow and painful death after a few game additions, but he's the one that kind of brought the whole crew together you know, with the with, with the super report, I mean, at this point, the super report's probably up to 120, 125 people. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of really got the whole community kind of together before Internet days and all of that. And so, you know, you had to get to pick up a phone or you had to send people mail like snail mail. Right. So, you know, I, yeah. I just want to thank Mark because, I mean, he he really has introduced me, you know, vicariously through, you know, uh, through him though, to, to some of my closest friends. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just feel the need to put him over a little bit because I mean, I, you know, early on, I mean, for a 15 year old kid to kind of, you know, have that kind of drive and foresight. I mean, that was just impressive. Yeah. yeah that always, it always blew me away, Tim. I think that if you, if you look at it, Tom obviously created the game and created this wonderful universe that we've all enjoyed over the years, but you know, Mark really, you know, created the community as far as I'm concerned. And, and it's, it's, it's neat to see him. I haven't seen Mark in, in a number of years. It's kind of cool to be here on this zoom with him. Uh, and he and I worked closely on some stuff in the past, but uh, it, it's, it's, you know, I think anybody who, talks about the game community and what they enjoy. They owe Mark a great uh, debt of gratitude. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Tim. I can't imagine the cost of all the postage when I think about it, <laughs> you know, and just how much that took. But even though he isn't here on the podcast, you know, I really thought your brother helped out a lot too, you know, and just seeing you two play off of each other was a lot of fun, actually. We're in a regular Abbott and Costello. Yeah, <laughs> you really were. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that, guys. It's uh, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean it's evident, and and I think that we, one of the things that, that I'll say real quick before we get to everyone else is that uh, first of all, the Sheldon House has an aura, even for someone that's never been there before, because it's something that I had heard about, and it's something that I had read about, and people had told stories about, and I'd seen pictures of, and so, you know, in my head, it was this place, it was, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I, I need to get there, and fortunately, I never did, but, uh, you know, as someone that, that, that has been aware of it for like 20 years now, plus 20 years now, and to hear these stories about it, it's always really cool to me, because it's, you know, it, it seems like the type of place that would even go beyond my my imagination. Um, and, and Mark, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, I, I I didn't start playing the game until 1994. So by that time, obviously a lot of this stuff had already happened, but uh, as I was playing the game and as I was kind of becoming connected into the community a bit, uh, just, I mean, your work was evident obviously by all of this, but even as it continued with, you know, the CPC sets. And then of course, with the, the first really, you know, Phil Singer games related podcast with, uh, I I mean, your work has obviously, you know, been a testament, not only to your, to your passion, but your ability and skill and creativity activity uh intertwined with the game and and i think that uh you absolutely do deserve the the, the kudos because the community is better for it you've you've enriched the experience i think uh, uh with your your work so uh i i certainly uh say say thank you for that 
But enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> but enough Please. about you. Uh, so, so uh, Mike, I, I want to ask you, uh, Mike, Mike Fortune, um, standout memory for the first Galactic. I know we talked a little bit about this a couple episodes ago, but but we're here, we're talking now. So tell us, tell us your standout memory. Uh, there, there, there are a couple. One, I remember coming into the into the con, looking around, and like I said, everybody, you know, they looked like the. Uh, like right out of a Sims game, you know, they were the starter <laughs> kit from a Sims game. Everybody had that, you know, yep. short haircut and, you know, looked, you know, just looked like, you know, t-shirts, shorts, pants, but everybody was prim and proper and robbing myself come in with, you know, long <laughs> hair and cut off shorts and, and uh, baseball jersey. <laughs> yep. Rob's got a Detroit Tigers jersey on. Is that on. what I had yep. on? <laughs> you did. Yep, I remember it. That's because yeah. I didn't realize it was, it was Detroit Tigers, and I was like, what the hell is the D? What's that stand for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people were kind of taken aback from us for a while. You know, they were kind of standoffish because, you know, we didn't exactly fit in. And, uh, I remember Tim telling me years later, you know, he, he was, he, you know, he's like, I'm hiding my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a joke. I mean, I didn't really hide my wallet. And I know. But, 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 but that, that, that just goes to, to, to show, you know, that um, we kind of, you know, as Myron, you know, was, uh, you know, kind of got the ball rolling. I think Rob and myself kind of put people off from us because we, you know, we, we literally sat by ourselves at a table for a while before anybody even, Mm-hmm. Uh, approach us. I think it was Mark who actually approached us, and then by lunch everybody was fine with us. Yeah. Uh, and the first day, a lot of it was just you know talking and mingling with people. And I remember the second day we got there a bit late. Rob and myself and Myron was going on about the risk or wh- mm-hmm. whatever what it was called, the risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob and myself walk in with some pizzas, and we got hey we got leftover pizzas, and we threw it on the on the on the uh, piano where it says, do not set anything. <laughs> Everybody stops listening to Myron and comes and goes, get pizza. And Myron's like, Hey right. guys, I'm still talking. <laughs> and, uh, That's on the video. I remember that on the video. <laughs> because you just hear Myron's doing a thing and then you just hear, we brought pizza. <laughs> And uh, I, I remember when my Myra was like, and somebody could really die. And I don't remember if it was me and Tim or me and Mike and Rob. Some we started laughing, and he shot us this look like, "How dare you!" Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, I, it's like, dude, I, I take have it to easy. Think I rolled my eyes. <laughs> and uh, and then, like I said, getting the Akuma card was was mm-hmm. I thought I thought was awesome. But that second day of the convention, I think something like went from one till five. It started late and ended late. Well, like Kurt said, nobody was ready to go to go home because you're just meeting these people, and you're like, you know, I, right. I want to talk to them a bit, a bit longer. I do, I do remember just start the car trip because Mike had to get something back at the, at the hotel, and just you know the car trip back and forth. And I was like, this guy's really honest and upfront. He's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> we always get along, you know, because of that. Uh- and then uh, Rob, what about you? What what are some of your favorite memories or the standout memory from that first Galacticon? You know, this is like really great because I haven't thought about this day in like thirty years. Like <laughs> Kuma the Great, I'm like, oh wow, Kuma the Great. And then Myron, I'm like, Myron, and I'm trying to like wrap my head around this, trying to remember who this guy was. 
I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard that name. And like, it's been like 30 years. <laughs> so for me, the big thing was I, this was like the first big trip away from home. How long? It's what? Six hours, Mike, I'm guessing. Three and a half. Oh, <laughs> but, it's, but it With seemed Mike a lot longer because it was like your six. first trip right it was your first trip so it seemed really long it seemed like I'll six hours because you were in the car with mike this time i thought you were coming this great distance every single year <laughs> i have three, I have three hours say, though, yeah, I have to say, Rob, it's great to see you smiling and laughing so much because I was always, you know, when I met you, I was like, man, this guy could argue about anything. This is oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that car ride, though, with Mike probably took like 10 minutes because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mike can talk quite a bit sometimes. So you just get yeah. off on the You don't say. <laughs> you get on a tangent. Next thing you know, you're like. Hey, we're here. Like, oh, wow, that was a long car ride. But. <laughs> it's just one story. <laughs> and I don't have to say much, which is great because I'm not very talkative sometimes. And Mike just kind of took over and talked and it made fun. So it was a good time. Um, and then uh, I, I think we were, but I don't want to, I don't want to leave you out, Jack, because you did mention the story earlier. So I don't want to necessarily say that that's your story because I didn't actually throw the question at you uh but do you have a standout memory from that first yes, galacticon absolutely well i got two two major ones go for it and the one the one was the announcement tim tim touched on it the big announcement was that champions of the galaxy was going to be going once every six months so there's going to be two editions every year which was a big deal because now there could be cool things like um you know he could tom could start taking some chances and there can be a jobber or um, you know, possibly women. I I was not one of the ones who's who's anti women's wrestling well, for sure, for sure. Because when, I, when animus, I because so. when I because when I uh, entered the contest, all my entrants were women. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that was the cool thing was like that there could be different types of wrestlers and you know a referee or you know all these different ideas that, that you could do when when you can play with um, with so many wrestlers coming out a year. And then the other one was um, I did want to buy some stuff off of Tom. Like I wanted to buy some additions off of him, but all his stuff was at his house. <laughs> so he's like, oh, just come on back to my house and let's get their stuff. So I actually <laughs> went with Tom to his house. We went in his house. Alex was like maybe one years old, one year old, was, like laying on the baby. floor. He was like a baby. baby. He was only a baby. Yeah, he definitely baby. was. I don't think he was and, walking. Yeah. No, he was a baby. He no. was like laying on the floor. No, he like, wasn't walking, yeah. He's like, this is Alex. And I was like, hey, man. And then we're, we're, we're going to hang out when you're older. <laughs> we're totally going to hang out. Um, and, then, um, and then he took me up into his, like, you know, his workroom, which was just full of, um, like, pictures of comic books. He had a, a giant life. He had a, a stand-up of uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, like a life-size stand-up <laughs> of Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And he was like, yeah, I love comic books, da, da, da. And then I actually saw him, like, I saw where he kept all the stuff and, like, you know, <laughs> as he got every edition for me. And that was really crazy. That was when I was just really felt like, wow, like, you know, I'm totally, um, I'm totally a part of the game now, you know? Like, I know I know Tom, you know? Yeah, we're you've friends. been we're to friends. the Batcave. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the Batcave, you know, we're friends, you know? Uh, that's where I learned he was Greek, you know? 
that's awesome. <laughs> I think I, I think I talked to Alex on the phone once for about like you know five seconds because I called. I remember this. I called up and I, I was you know, calling the place in order, and uh, I, I think that I. I sent something in and I wanted to change something on the order form. And I was like, well, I'll just call. So I called and I, I remember, you know, saying, is this Phil Singer games? And I was like, you know, 17 at the time, I think. And this, you know, this voice is like, Oh uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Hey mom. And the next thing I know, like Leslie's on the phone and I'm like, uh, yeah, is this Phil Singer games? And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just remember like this moment where I was like, what, what, what am I doing? Like, what, <laughs> is this the right number? Um, needless to say, That's I got funny. my stuff in a flash, but uh, uh, God, this has been awesome. I, I always love hearing these stories. Um, you know, I, I've said this before, but obviously becoming um, a fan of the game when I did it had already been around for a while and a lot of the stuff had already taken place but even more than that I, I really just kind of kept to myself for such a long time and you know I had some forays into the message boards and guest books and Yahoo groups and all that sort of stuff but but you know my experience with the community was fairly limited until recently and so it's just really amazing to to hear all of these stories and you know the fact that we're here 30 years later uh and, and you know have been able to assemble uh this this group is pretty incredible and just a testament to uh to the game and and to the the, the passion and, and the creativity so uh I, I can't thank you all enough for for being here and sharing your memories of that first galacticon and great i have one question before we go at the risk of going off on a tangent it's to rob and mike uh, were your dice loaded <laughs> rob and his orange dice i was wondering if that was yeah. going to come up <laughs> no, Robin, for those loaded. who don't know Rob and Mike always seem to win the tournaments and I swore that these worn down orange dice had to be loaded because for that, they had a way of throwing it because Rob oh look another six <laughs> <laughs> and the corners worn off it yeah yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, circle or orb dice. Yeah. Anyway, still so have we could dice. just clear that up right now. <laughs> Statute of limitations has passed. You can admit it now. It's fine. We, we, we still have them. You can't be stripped. Let's put an asterisk in the record books. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, but if they're not blue and red dice, I, they're not on my table. I can't. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike Molesky, do you have anything, anything left for these fellas? I'm just thrilled that we had a chance to to catch up with these guys. Uh, I think it's it's neat. I, I don't. I, I'm not sure this Motley crew has actually been assembled since Galacticon one, so it's great <laughs> to have them all together. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, thank you each, each of you for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll see all of you at a Galacticon in the, if not this year, then in the not so distant future. Couple weeks, baby. <laughs> tournament master what about you anything else left for these fine gentlemen no i just want to thank all you guys uh for coming on here and, and sharing your your memories uh and again thanks to mark for helping uh, you know to, to start all this craziness you know we're uh you know 32 number 32 is coming up in uh, two weeks there which is uh pretty amazing so uh it all started uh back uh, in 1990 and really cool to hear all these great memories and uh you know for everybody who's still part of the the community it's it's really cool uh to, to have everybody uh still still active and even if you're not as active as you were at least coming on here and sharing it, uh, it it's fantastic so really appreciate it awesome um well kirk campbell thank you so much for joining us really sure. appreciate having you here 
Speaking uh, of Greeks, I did uh, give a shout out to Jim Steele to let him know <laughs> about it. And so, you know, I told him about Uncharted Territory, so he'll be listening. I made sure I mentioned to him that he gets mentioned a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Uncharted Territory, Tim Dalton, Chad Olson, thank you guys so much. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys thank for you. being here and sharing some memories. Uh, make sure you check out Uncharted Territory. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, there's a 99.9% chance you're already listening to that podcast. So, uh, but if you're if you're of the the 0.1% that aren't, make sure you you hop on it. Uh, Jack, thank you so much. Wonderful to have you. Uh, thank you for sharing your memories and your time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's great to see everybody, and I can't wait to see everybody live and in person at a Galacticon soon. Yes, uh, Mike Fortune. Thank you so much. It's always wonderful to have you on. Uh, I've been enjoying your, your your column, if you will, on Facebook every week, uh, Uncle Hitman <laughs> and your stories. Uh, so thank you for for joining us once again. Had a great time last time and uh, always good to see you. Thanks. doesn't look like I'll be at the con this year because the borders still aren't open because yeah. there's 60 million Americans that still refuse to get any form of vaccination. So they're kind of keeping it closed. <laughs> Yeah, it drives me crazy too, dude. Uh, we're more vaccinated, you we're more vaccinated than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> COVID is the Brock Lesnar to Mike Fortune Street. The, uh, yes. <laughs> Canada is now the number one country for vaccinations. Like 75% of the population is vaccinated now. Mm. Well, all 3,000 of you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh so moving on. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for joining us. It was nice to, to meet you here uh in the Zoom and uh, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your memories. Uh, it was awesome. It was good seeing a lot of you guys. I haven't talked to you guys almost 30 years now, so it was a lot of fun. You can ask Mike, I'm always like, how's Nate on doing? Oh yeah. They're <laughs> posting every so often on Facebook reading your stuff. So yeah, Rob's Rob's last con was the Bendis con. What year was that? Uh, we got a spreadsheet. Hang on. 97. Get me started on Bendis. <laughs> that, that, that was the year Rob actually went up to Bendis and said, you see, you see this chest hair on sin? I used to draw this, but I called it leaves on trees. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't Poor Brian Bendis. What's that guy? Well, yeah, that guy. Who's he ever beat? <laughs> he didn't endear himself to us uh, and last but certainly not least a man that we've already paid some some tribute to here tonight mark ashby thank you so much for joining us uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on and uh, chat with you and uh, and again thank you so much for for ensuring that this could happen all these years later by making sure that there was a first galacticon Glad to have been whatever part I was uh, able to play in getting all you ugly people together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Faces for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Well, uh, I I am Sam Payne, and uh, this Motley crew has uh, assembled to share their memories of Galacticon 1. It has been a pleasure, as always. Keep the dice rolling. Take care of yourselves and one another. And we will be back next week. Todd, what are we coming back with next week? Uh, next week, we're going to continue our History of Galacticon with the second uh, half of all reviewing all the years of Galacticon and uh, ending up with uh, a little bit of a preview of Galacticon 32 coming up uh, in uh, just a 
just a little over a week. My goodness. Amazing. Yeah, I got a lot to do between now and then. Uh, and uh, I will say the um, the auction items are still coming in. We got some great stuff. I did get a couple. I did get an envelope from Tim this week with some really cool uh, early bootlegs. Tim, do you want to just talk a little bit about what, what bootlegs those were? Yeah, I, I, those were the, uh, the ones that uh, Paul Barnes drew. It's El Pantera Negro and Tex Remington. They're actually, this is actually, the ones that I sent you are, are actually from the first printing that Bob Hoffa did. So they're the original, you know, these aren't reruns or retreads that, that, that somebody ran off on their printer because first of all, you know, I probably couldn't do that if you paid me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but these are cards from that original uh, run and uh, some of the early bootlegs, uh, you know, some of the earlier bootlegs that were ever done where you had cards and stats and art. So um, hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll uh, entice some people to pony up some money for the Hall of Fame. Very cool. Yeah, another, another donation I got. I'm trying to see if I can find my list of it. Unfortunately, uh, I can't, but I do know that there is uh, a 2101 Rigside Companion that's out of print that will be there along with some of the early Legends um, expansion sets that are out of print as well. So I think uh, Legends Rematch and um, Hardcore, I believe, a couple other ones there too. Some very sought after sets that are no longer in print that'll be up there. So I think we'll uh, definitely fetch a lot of money uh, for that as well. And again, if you're hearing this here, you still want to donate anything, even if you can't get it to me in time, definitely let me know what it is and uh, we'll list it and try to get a lot of money uh, for the Thez and Tragos uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be a very successful auction. Um, you know, if this past year has taught us anything, it's that people are, are willing to, uh, you know, spend a little money on the things that make them happy. And uh, when it comes to the collectibles market, it has it has helped uh, a lot of people to uh, offload those old toys or baseball cards or, or whatnot. So when it comes to this game and, and artwork and cards and out of print sets, I'm sure that there'll be uh, some some generous bids. Uh, and it's supporting an excellent cause because the Tragos and Thez Hall of Fame is not only uh, an incredible tribute and testament to the business in, in general, but it has obviously opened up quite a few doors uh, for, for the game. And um, as Chad spoke about on the last episode, in particular with the relationship with uh, Jerry Briscoe, there's been uh, some wonderful things that have come of that and, and will come in the future, including, of course, Bob Backlund and Kurt Angle, which, come on. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Have I talked about my excitement for Bob Backlund and Kurt Angle? I think I have. Uh, so so uh, uh, with that, uh, Mike, do you have anything left? Just goodbye to all our friends on the Baltic. You're saying goodbye to them, not goodnight? Goodbye? Is, are you like signing off permanently? Well, I, I realized, <laughs> no, no, I just realized that sometimes you say goodnight and if they're listening to it at, at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's kind of awkward. So Fair point. That's a really, really good point. Uh, all right. do you think Canada is? Well, in that case, I'll say goodbye to all my friends in Ireland. Uh, <laughs> everyone out there listening, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will also have uh, the uh, announcement for our first contest winner here very soon. We'll probably do that uh, on the on the pod right before Galacticon. Um, so we'll, we'll get that announcement done. We appreciate everyone who's left a review. If you haven't yet done that, please leave us a review. Uh, give us uh, that, that rating, those five stars, and it'll help to get more ears on the podcast, which, of course, 
as I've said before, will only continue to help the game. So we appreciate you all. Take care of yourselves, one another, and we'll be back next week with the History of Galacticon Part 2.